Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, March 18th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, our Saturday guest, Kevin Beach, with us as well, ready to break down the Saturday NHL card. A huge slate on tap. Just before we get into that, briefly, a look back on last night. Impressive win for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs last night, 5-2 to two over the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, even with the uh, goalie of the future in net, Pyotr Kochetkov, who I wasn't so sure he was going to be in net last night, but he was, but... The Leafs uh, were too good last night. Great uh, job by them, uh, both ends of the ice. A 60-minute effort, which you haven't always gotten from Toronto. Look at the Buffalo game earlier this week as an example. But, you know, the Colorado game they lost, they played well in defeat. And tonight, they play, or last night, they played well as also, but did get the result they were hoping for. Buffalo did not. What a horrible, horrible game for the Buffalo Sabres. And uh, I don't – if they haven't uh, – uh, uh, recited the obituary yet on the Buffalo Sabres season. They're getting close, uh, at least closer after last night. Wow. Down 4 nothing, uh, and obviously they end up losing 5-2. A miracle over cash, by the way, if you took over 6.5. A, a goal in the final seconds for Buffalo puts that game uh, over the total. Uh, we also saw a 5-2 final score uh, last night as well uh, in uh, the game between uh, St. Louis and Washington. And look, Joel Hofer, very impressive. Uh, for the uh, Blues last night in that uh, victory. And very impressive, too, after the uh, bubbling emotional cauldron that was that St. Louis-Minnesota game where we got robbed of that goalie fight with Bennington versus uh, Fleury. Uh, and it was ob- I thought it would be a tough spot for the Blues to try to play well after a game like that that was so intense. But they did, and uh, Hofer was a big part of it. And a nice 5-2 win and a costly loss for Washington, who are right there trying to make the playoffs in the East. And then the late game, Columbus-Anaheim, which normally you'd think we wouldn't want to talk much about that, but it was a crazy game. It was back and forth. It was a very easy over six and a half best bet winner for me uh, on the show yesterday as goals went back and forth there. Uh, and we saw Anaheim pull it out, uh, even though Columbus you know, didn't go away. Uh, I know Alex will mention it in a second. He was very much invested in the Anaheim Ducks last night, so he was very happy to see that based on some quote-unquote info. Uh, that he received. But more than anything, I want to bring it up because that's why we were delayed starting. We were talking about shots on goal props and some of the controversies you're going to run into and some of the shit you got to deal with if you're going to bet these props. A friend of the show, DJ Mitchell, he's been on this show a few times. He's been on our bet casts before. He's been a guest on this show multiple times. And you know, he bets a lot of props. Uh, He's more of a DFS, uh, more of a DFS even than a better, quite honestly. He focuses really on the fantasy stuff and props. He was about to cash a big parlay shots on goal prop last night. And one of the the last leg that he needed to cash that parlay was Troy Terry for the Anaheim Ducks over two and a half shots on goal. He had two shots. It looked clear as day with about six minutes to go in the third period that he had his third shot on goal off the blocker of Hutchinson. And it looked like it hit the blocker where it was aligned with just to the right around where the post was, the far post. It to me looked like a shot on goal clear as day. And should have been his third shot on goal, but it was not registered that he ended up with two shots on goal in the final box score uh, for the game. And DJ Mitchell ends up losing a, th- a parlay that would have paid him out a thousand dollars because of that. And we were just talking off air. How can we fix this? 
you know, how do, do we have technology that we can put in place to verify that every single uh, puck does get on goal or doesn't get on goal and as a shot? How can we go about it? And if we don't introduce technology for it, like say in tennis or football or other sports, you just got to admit, if you're going to bet this stuff, you got to realize it's not going to go your way. There's going to be controversial shots on goal counts that go in your favor. And then unfortunately, there's going to be uh, nights like last night for our friend DJ, where it's not going to go in your favor when it should. So uh, it's just the uh, nature of the beast, I guess, these days when you got to bet these uh, player props, particularly uh, shots on goal. Um, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, a crazy Friday night for a night that only had uh, uh, three games on tap, or four, I should say. Four, yeah. Well, it, it's funny because if you watched this program yesterday when we talked about uh, that Columbus-Anaheim game, you could probably tell by the tone of my voice, I couldn't give a half a fuck about what was going to go happen in that game. And then all of a sudden, we get off the air, I go in my room, and I grab my cell phone, and I get a text message from a very close source of mine who got a text message from a very close source of his. Basically saying to the effect, and I won't read out the entire tweet, but the Columbus Blue Jackets are kind of looking uh, elsewhere in, in this weekend. If you look, they were playing in Anaheim last night. They have the day off today in Las Vegas before tomorrow afternoon's game against the Golden Knights. Well, I mean, you live in Ohio, you're having a bad season. Now all of a sudden you're in sunny California going to Las Vegas and you have a Saturday off, which most hockey players don't ever get a Saturday off. Am I right, Kevin? You guys are usually playing games on a Saturday. So, right? You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, uh, usually, usually your green light is like the the Sunday night, Monday. That's kind of your weekend. So when you get a true a true Saturday, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a treat for the boys for sure. Right. So, you know, you're out in Vegas. There's a March Madness going on. Nice sunshine. Might get out and get, you know, get a couple holes in, play some golf. And, uh, you know, it just seemed like – their heads weren't going to really be in the game. Now, that wasn't the case for the first 40 minutes. They actually played some good hockey because, of course, well, we're talking about two shitty teams, and Anaheim's not that great. Uh, Lukash Dosal made some great saves, but then he you know, gave up a couple of soft goals as well, and they kept trading back and forth. But eventually, in due time, Anaheim pulled it out in regulation. Max Jones uh, with the go-ahead goal that I almost nearly broke my hand celebrating uh, a couple more empty netters. And Anaheim went 7-4, plus 120 in regulation. I was super happy, but really bummed to hear uh, uh, about DJ's story and, and, and missing that parlay. And we were talking, like I said, before the show, we're trying to think of ways to, you know, maybe, you know, figure out how they could tabulate, you know, shots on goal properly, not just for the sake of, obviously stat keeping but now because you have vets tied to this money tied to this you know if you could have some kind of system where the books or you know an independent obviously you wouldn't want just a single book but an independent uh betting integrity group or something of that nature working with the nhl to count out all the shots at the end of the night before people get paid out to make sure because listen this is the fastest game in the world right and and, and shots we're talking about you know pucks going 80 90 100 miles an hour Human eye can't catch every single thing when you're talking about something like this. It's it's easier to, to review a goal or an offsides call than it is to see was that actually a shot. And and even with the parameters that are listed, people can make mistakes with this. So it, it you know it's something that needs to be double checked over. If if it means some kind of you know technological advancement, lasers or 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 what have you. I even kind of toyed the idea of maybe putting the GPS system in the puck to just kind of uh, you know give you an, an area idea. But, Whatever it is, the NHL and 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 the the books and and they all need to sit together and figure this out so this won't happen so often. I agree. There's got to be some sort of uh, way they can improve this. 
uh, with some kind of technology that you can build in, you know, put, you know, something that where it establishes the, the, the you know, where the goalie, the goalpost pegs are. You just establish that area, the, the area in between the two goal, goal post pegs and every and the area of the puck hits, you know, uh, on target in that area. Some technology to determine that and decipher that you would think they can put that in. Uh, it's again not going to ever show up on television because the the person at home that's just cheering on his team and watching the game it's not betting they don't give two shits about whether a shot on goal was on goal or not probably uh, but it's just for the NHL in the uh, in the where they keep track of this stuff and all the stats for each game that they could you know record you know honestly and accurately what the uh, shots on goal numbers are. And, and one quick thing, too, before we get to you, Kevin, with that game last night, because I hadn't watched An- uh, Anaheim broadcast in quite some time for good reason. Did anybody else know? I, I didn't know that, that there's uh, the puck trail is kind of back for certain things like the power play. Every duck yeah, power I know. play, Fox, the, old, uh, Fox, the old Fox, Fox track uh, thing was like kind of back. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was much smoother. Well, yeah. no, actually, that's the thing. It was actually much smoother watching that than it was watching Fox. 25 years ago yeah. and they had the little nameplate that kind of reminded me of, improved. Yeah, yeah with reminded me with the, with the video games where they had the nameplate I still right don't like name. it honestly though <laughs> it was i don't yeah i i don't need that but it was done i think in a way that like i i wouldn't complain about it like yeah if, if i had the option i would take that off but i think more people would benefit from that and i think they've kind of it seems like they may have won't say perfected, but they've certainly improved that from where it started from. So I thought that was interesting. And uh, you know, like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that too much. It wouldn't piss me off if it happened in the playoffs. But I think that may be something that, you know, if they clean it up a little bit more, that might be something they could really kind of throw into some of these national broadcasts and that actually be really helpful for people who are new to the game. I have seen them because it's on the Bally Sports broadcasts for the NHL game, which will be gone game. next year. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but and they they have cleaned it up from the Fox Track days in the '90s, which was a disaster. And you saw the red laser every time there was a shot on; it was horrible. It was awful. And I don't love it, but at least they cleaned it up and made it a little better. Uh, Kevin, we only get to see you and talk to you once a week on Saturdays, so I'll just let you have the floor. Whatever you want to talk about last night's games, uh, shit you uh, went through with NHL viewing, betting during the week, whatever you want to talk about, Kevin, floor is yours. Yeah, I was going to joke about it. They were bringing back the Fox puck there, but it seems like they're already already onto it there, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, we kind of just got in a debate on the review of the shots and whether you could do it with technology. Um, I'm not a laser expert, but my opinion is that it's not like tennis where it's just hitting one spot and it's black or black or white um you know the shots are coming from all different angles from the side the, the goal is in different placement uh so the the puck's never actually making it to the net where there was one true spot uh, i agree if it's like a gps system where it reads where where it's coming from where it's going and it knows the angle then then uh you know that's a possibility uh definitely it's pretty complicated but then you also have to deal with uh, figuring out what was a pass and what was a shot. So they're going to have to manually go through that. So, uh, you know, they would have to still have some manual work to, to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we were debating that for like, <laughs> we got delayed a good 15, 20 minutes. Just, we kind of got on that, but, uh, yeah. And again, I don't know the actual review process they have at the end of the game, because I have seen games where a shot's been added at the end or a shot's been removed. Um, so, so it's hard to comment on that, but for sure there has to be, you know, to, to lose a big parlay like that on what, what you guys said was a, looked like a pretty clear shot. Uh, yeah. It's a pretty, pretty tough way to lose out. Um, I lost out on one before with a shot in the last minute where it was going half a foot wide and I 
was hoping for the benefit of the doubt just to get the shot. And the, uh, the shot counter was actually pretty, pretty good and, and counted it true where it was going to miss the net. Um, but uh, yeah, there definitely has to be a review process at the end of the game for sure. Uh, props and are become such a big part of sports betting for sure that, uh, you know, it's, it's got to be done right. So, so I, I feel, I feel there for the guy who lost that, lost that on a clear shot. Um, for me, the games last night, yeah, I was just, that Buffalo one saved me on, uh, I had a team goals, uh, Buffalo two and over. So that last second goal kind of, uh, kind of saved me there. Um, and then St. Louis was an interesting one. I was, I was curious if they were kind of tired of, of Bennington and his antics and they were going to play well for, for whoever was in net for them other than him. Mm. Um, so they, they did kind of come back strong, but, uh, yeah, that, that was a curious one for me that I was, I was waiting to see and, uh, they were able to pull out that win. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, just one last point about the shots on goal. Then we'll get to today's card, but you know, it's, it's not just that getting it accurate, getting it right and making sure every, it's also, I'm sure there are certain arenas, maybe certain venues and certain people that tra- that are in charge of getting the shots on goal and the stats correct in each venue that maybe would have counted that as a third shot mm-hmm. for Troy Terry. So person to person, you know, crew member to crew member, venue to venue, it might have been different. Maybe if that game's played in New York, it's a third shot for Troy Terry. They register it. Who the hell knows? I mean, it, it's that, possible. That's what I was saying earlier, um, yeah. you know, the, the comparison with baseball. That, that's yeah. been notorious for years. Every ballpark scorekeeper registers things yeah. differently, and, and players would always talk about, you know, how they got more hits or, or had less errors in this ballpark or that ballpark. So, you know, that's why there needs to be some kind of an overview. And, and probably in all sports, there should be some group that is independent really from the leagues and the books that is doing uh, clear, you know, third party, you know, stat verification for, you know, betting purposes. Uh, I think that, you know, if they don't have that in place or if they do have it in place, it needs to be tightened up. If it's not in place, it needs to be in place. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw the game was in Anaheim there. So I, I know it's not a true hockey market. Um, you know, I didn't really want to say that because I'm sure the NHL has – their process of uh, tra- training their guys and and so that it's supposed to be the same in, in every market. But, you know, just human nature, it's, it's a judgment call. You know, every time it's headed towards the net, it's a judgment call for that person. And for sure, there's going to be some rinks where that person errs on the side of it being a shot on net. And there's going to be people that err on the side of it being outside. It's just, it's impossible to have every market the same when it's, uh, you know, different individuals in each spot unless they're yeah unless there's a third party that comes through and uh analyzes all the shots at the end and it's going to be pretty hard to make it exactly consistent and and of yeah. course the only team that would benefit from having that laser technology would be of course the calgary sternums who basically shoot the puck right down the middle right into the chest of the goalie every single time <laughs> yeah if you haven't been with us uh kevin it's our, yeah those, those shots will be registered on the lasers yeah. for sure yeah. <laughs> We just we invented that on Tuesday night during the betcast. I did. It's, the, it's not the Calgary Flames anymore. It's the Calgary fucking sternums, okay? Because that's the only place they shoot the puck in the sternum of the opposing goalie, right in the chest. That's about it, you know. That's although I should I give them credit. Right after I gave them that name, they scored seven against Vegas the other night. So uh, maybe yeah, they, they found they, they, they got they some five five and six holes lately. Uh, pretty yeah. good. So yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Calgary Stern. They might turn into the Calgary Sternums though again tonight. You know, we I got to see more evidence. They could put a seven spot on the board more frequently than just that one game, obviously against uh, Vegas and a bad spot for Vegas too. Let's keep that in mind. All right, um, here we go, guys. Huge slate, thirteen games. For the sake of time, I'm going to try to speed up the pace here. Uh, that's never easy for me, but we're going to do our best. Uh, Colorado and Detroit. Uh, we'll start there. This game starts in about half an hour. Colorado minus 190 uh, road favorites, uh, six the total in this game. I have a small play all, on over six here just because of the history. We've seen some overs re repeatedly between these two teams. You know, Avalanche in an early start game, a very successful road trip. I'd probably pump the brakes a little bit here with the Avalanche's significant road favorites in this spot. I mean, they've had a nice road trip. Uh, I'm pretty sure after this, they end up uh, going back to Denver. Uh, yes, they're hosting Chicago on uh, Monday uh, after this. So they've already had a good road trip beating Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa. Uh, but you're right. They're a little bit banged up right now. That is something to keep in mind. Uh, you've got injuries to Arturi Lekkonen, uh, who's the big one that just happened earlier this week in the Montreal game. You still have Josh Manson, Eric Johnson out on the blue line, Curtis McDermott as well uh, for this uh, game. So a little shorthanded. Uh, you know, end of a long, successful road trip. You know, sometimes you don't always get the best effort. Uh, Alexander Georgiev in net, he has been very strong uh, of late, particularly on this trip. Billy Huso uh, confirmed in net for Detroit. Now, they have some defensemen out, too. That's another reason why I think this game can go over the total. Ben Sherratt's out. He's been one of their better stay-at-home uh, defensemen this year. Uh, keep in mind for Detroit, too, the person that's taken his spot is Dennis Edvinson. This is one of their high-up prospects uh, in the uh, organization and they uh, think very highly of this kid he's performed very well uh, down in the uh, minors this year for the uh, Detroit Red Wings so uh, he's going to end up getting not only the uh, call up from the AHL but uh, he is going to be in the uh, lineup Simon not Dennis I should say Simon Edmondson for the uh, Detroit Red Wings here uh, in this one sixth overall pick back in 2020 five goals 27 points and 51 American Hockey League games this year for him so interesting to see how he fares uh in this game detroit's been spunky at home too let's not keep uh, let's not forget that they beat boston last weekend in an early start game a very good bruins team so um i i don't i don't have enough confidence in detroit to pull the trigger but man tempted believe it or not with detroit i don't think it's a great spot for colorado but i do like this over alex what do you think abs red wings i'll probably be dabbling this live while we're uh here for the next uh, 45 minutes to an hour but uh this this definitely feels like it could be a, a good over game and i'm seeing uh some six six and a half so it's definitely shop around if you like a six grab it now you could wait uh in game and get get that down to a five and a half at a, at a cheaper number but if you see six and a half definitely wait six it it, it could go either way at any moment as far as you can grab it now or i think you could probably wait a little bit in game it's, it's situational you know i'm gonna be here so i'll wait and grab a five and a half if i was out and about i'd grab a six because i'm not having time to, to live that so that's the the way i kind of look at that but i do like over because it's not the the best of spots and i could definitely see goals both ways detroit I think they're a little bit more used to playing these earlier daytime starts. Colorado, when they do have day games, they're kind of like mid-afternoon or evening. So I think that could have a, a little bit of a feel. Maybe Detroit jumps out early, and then Colorado can bounce back. So I think it's a great live game. Yeah, yeah. a couple of no prop notes that I want to mention here uh, for this game. And again, we're going to try our best to really fly through. We have 13 games, but it's worth noting Mo Sider, eight of his last 10 games over shots on goal. Big Val Nachushkin points in seven of the last 10. McKinnon's been an overshot machine, seven of the last 10. Larkin the same. 
Uh, Kuba League lately has been shooting the puck a lot. Nate McKinnon, seven of the last 10, he scores a goal uh, for the uh, Avalanche. I mean, you never get great prices with McKinnon to score, but especially with Lekkonen out now, uh, probably a goal prop. Goal prop for Miko is probably good. You're right, McKinnon and Miko, par- goal prop parlay makes sense because Miko's certainly been good. I like Miko over shots too. Uh, Miko Rantanen here for the uh, Colorado Avalanche in this early game. Uh, Rodriguez is worth a look because he's getting more opportunity now with Lekkonen out, at least to get a point. You know, at the very least, Rodriguez for the uh, Avalanche. Dennis Mulgan, if you want to sprinkle, he's had a bunch of chances lately uh, to get a point or a goal with Mulgan. Makes sense. So a few props I do like here. I know this, our next guest, uh, our next uh, contributor here, likes some props. Kevin, what do you think here, Colorado, Detroit? I do like some props in this one. Uh, You mentioned two guys, Larkin. uh, He's buzzing again, five straight. He's over that that 2.5 shots. Um, I like that one. Moore Sider, a guy who I've usually been playing the under most of the year on shots and, and points, um, is finally starting to heat up. So like you mentioned, eight of the last 10, he's finally two or over. Uh, so this is the first time all year I think I like Mort Sider on the over. Uh, so 1.5, uh, he's he's finally shooting the puck lately. Um, and then Kale McCarr, any time that number gets, gets uh, bumped up to 3.5 on his shots line, um, I'm playing under on him. He's seven of his last 10. He's under. Uh, the price is minus 167, but there's there's still value in that for me uh, with how often he's under that number. Um, so one, once in a while, he pop, he pops off. Last Saturday, he did he did burn me popping off, but uh, the the odds are still, there's still value for me to play the under on McCarr. Uh, then the abs, I, I like the abs in general. Uh, don't love the, the price on the money line, but I'm going to take abs three or more team goals, and that's uh, minus 159. Uh, I like them to at least score three and uh, hope, hopefully get the four there. All right, there you go. So that's three or more. So, again, that's, yeah, over two and a half or three or more, depending on what your book offers. Again, you're will- Kevin is willing to lay the juice, so keep that in mind. So, again, the standard team total is three and a half, but he's willing to lay the extra juice, minus 159, uh, to get that three plus goals on the uh, Colorado uh, team total. All right, next up we've got Winnipeg and Nashville, uh, an afternoon game in uh, Kevin's uh, backyard there, uh, Music City, 1 p.m. local. Uh, Winnipeg, Nashville, Jets minus 140 road favorites, five and a half the total. I- I'm going to, be- I didn't say begrudgingly, you should never say you're begrudgingly making a bet, but I am going to take Winnipeg here. I'm going to lay the buck 40 on the road. Uh, this team didn't sound, this team sound pissed. Sounded absolutely pissed after the Boston game the other night. They didn't sound happy at all uh, with their performance. They said, we should have been a whole lot better than that. You can't start a game that way. Uh, I think they want to bounce back. They know that they're, they're feeling the heat right now because, look, Calgary ain't going away. Uh, they're right behind the Jets. It's a huge game for Nashville. And there's no question if Nashville has any inclination you know, of trying to get back into the playoff race, they need to, to win this game, and they probably need to win in regulation. You know, and keep Winnipeg from getting any points. I would say if you like Nashville, not which I don't, but if you do like them, uh, pl- not just plus one twenty, but take the regulation price. You know, just try to sweeten the pot because I think they've got to go every, go all out to try to win in regulation, keep the Jets from getting any points uh, in this hockey game. But you know, to me in this matchup here, I still think Winnipeg's better. Uh, you look at this uh, ma- game here against the uh, Predators. You know, Winnipeg with uh, Hellebuck likely in net. Uh, they are, of course, still missing with uh, Sam Gagne out, Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, upper body injury. He is on the road trip uh, for the uh, Jets. He's missed the last five games with this injury, but Rick Bonus said there's a potential he could make his return this afternoon in Nashville. 
lot of injuries, of course, for Nashville, and it's getting worse for them. You know, Forsberg, we know, is on IR. Johansson's out for the year. Uh, and to make matters worse now, their, their defense now is a little bit weaker after the trade deadline. But now Ryan McDonough, you know, upper body injury uh, has missed the last two games and may miss yet again uh, here this afternoon for Nashville. A little bit shorthanded right now as far as the blue line's concerned. Uh, I like what I'm seeing out of hearing out of Winnipeg come after that bad uh, showing against Boston at home. And plus, I think the Bruins were finally hell-bent on breaking their little slide that they had. So I'm going to go with Winnipeg here. I don't hate a Winnipeg first period either to maybe come out strong, but I'm going to go with the minus 140. No uh, no uh, regulation line, just going straight money line uh, because I, I could see a one-goal victory for Winnipeg. That's very plausible, but uh, Jets minus 140 for me. And the prop that I really like, I like Kyle Connor over shots and maybe to score a goal. He really plays well against Nashville for some reason. He's got a good track record against this team. And obviously, Nino Niederreiter, it goes without saying, he's red hot. He's scoring goals. He's collecting points since he's been a member of the Jets. And, oh, yeah, former team. Another one of his former teams he's playing here. The team that just got rid of him, essentially. You don't think that's going to put a chip on his shoulder uh, this afternoon uh, playing his old team? So, yeah, everything Nino Niederreiter, slam it. Goal, point, shots, everything. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Jets, Preds. Yeah, I'm going with that uh, Winnipeg first period puck line. Laying the half a goal at plus 160, like you said. You know, I think they could come out with uh, some, some energy and effort. But it's hard for them to put together 60 minutes strong at, at times. And Nashville, the team, I, I, it's kind of a fade, too. You know, like I said, if, if Winnipeg was playing a little bit better, I would just be on them full game because Nashville, the team, I think, has really just kind of uh, fallen out of favor at this point. Like I said, I think they're, just, they're, they're playing themselves out of the string. So, I like Winnipeg here, but I'm just going to play it safe, go with the first period puck line, just hope that they can get out of the first 20 minutes with the lead. All right, so uh, Alex going the uh, puck line route in the uh, first period with the uh, Winnipeg Jets, which is plus 172, by the way, at Pinnacle, if you like that puck line. So it's, I might, I probably have to sprinkle on it a little bit myself as well, just because of the price you're getting, plus 172 for the Jets to win the first period uh, in this game. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here, Jets and Predators? Yeah, Ian, I knew you'd be all over that uh, Nino Niederreiter back there. Yeah, uh, since being on that team, six of eight, he's hit three or more. He's playing his old team, a little more motivation, and it's plus money. Uh, but the line's, the line's been moving since I looked at it this morning. So this morning when I looked at it, it was plus 135, very, very juicy. Um, almost within an hour, it moved to, to plus 120. So it, they're they're adjusting it. Um I think a lot of a lot of money coming in on that that Nino Niederreiter over 2.5, um, but I, I jumped on that as well. Uh, I knew you were going to be all over that for sure. Uh, there are two guys I like are Cody Glass and Thomas Novak. Uh, they're both playing that top line, playing a lot of minutes for for the Preds right now. Yep. Uh, their line is only 1.5 on, on shots, um, so you, so you got to pay a little bit to get them. Uh, minus 167 for Glass and, and minus 155 for Novak. Um, but the way the way they're playing with how much ice time they have and uh, they're they're up to responsibility in, in crucial situations of power play, those are two guys going to play the over 1.5. Um, and the other guy I'm on is, is Tyson Berry. They've moved his line now. Uh, it was it was a very hittable line of 1.5 when he when he first came over the Preds and he was hitting that. They now bumped it up to 2.5, which I do not like for him under this, uh, this placement with the Predators on that, on that second power play unit. Six of his last eight, he's, he's been under that number uh, with the Preds. 
Uh, it is minus 200, but uh, he's he's been under that number uh, pretty consistently. So I'm playing under Tyson Berry, 2.5. And lastly, I, I like the team, the uh, game total under six. So it's it's 5.5. I'm going to pull at the six, a uh, bit of a cop out, but I'm going to pay a little bit extra, minus 141, and, and play that under. It's, it's two teams that are not scoring goals right now. Um, Preds are only winning games if, if it's 2-1 with, with pure defense. And the Jets offense hasn't been that great either. So uh, I'm playing the under on this game. Yeah, this is no accident. This total is five and a half. I, I, it, and and it's so, such an important two points on the line. Yeah, uh, definitely. And we expect Hellebuck and uh, Soros uh, to be the goalies uh, here today. And obviously, uh, they're very capable. When they're on their game, uh, it's not always easy to see the puck go in. So uh, we'll see if uh, that this game ends up taking on that playoff uh, feel to it. Uh, there's definitely a uh, uh, decent possibility it could be that way. Yeah, eight of the last 10 games, by the way, it is for Nino Niederreiter in the uh, point department, but uh, no doubt he has been good. You're right about Novak, uh, Kevin. Four straight games with a point for him, so I would go with Novak on the Nashville side. We've talked about Novak quite a bit. Uh, he has been that noticeable uh, offensive production machine lately for the uh, Predators, and even more so now with who's out. You know, there's, it's Forsberg, Johansson, among others. Novak is getting greater ice time, greater opportunities. So definitely uh, liking his uh, prop as well uh, in this game for Thomas Novak. All right, another afternoon affair. Now we go to from Kevin's current place of residence to Alex's current place of residence. Uh, Minnesota, St. Paul, Boston and Minnesota. Uh, Bruins minus 160. Uh, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, Boston, obviously, uh, we talked about how it's a little dubious now to bet them day in and day out. Big prices and not a lot at stake. They're going to clinch everything that they need. You know, first in the division, first in the East, President's Trophy. These aren't going to be games with a whole lot on the line for the Bruins. Meanwhile, you got Minnesota in a hotly contested Central Division battle. They can still, you know, catch Dallas right now uh, for first in the Central Division. Uh, Alex can speak more on this. He's right there on the scene. It sure seems like Minnesota wants this division title, and why not? You know, yeah. it's there for the taking. You're right there. You're right on Dallas's heels. I mean, why not go for it? And they're playing the kind of hockey that, believe it or not, can have success at playoff time. Good defensive hockey. Uh, getting solid goaltending from the Gustafson and the Flurry uh, duo. Flurry's been a lot better uh, lately for the uh, Minnesota Wild as well. Uh, we do expect, though, it'll be Philip Gustafson. It is confirmed Philip Gustafson in net uh, this afternoon for the uh, Minnesota Wild, uh, projecting to be uh, Linus Allmark for uh, Boston. It is confirmed now, actually, Linus Allmark for Boston. So it is the goalie matchup we expect. I certainly lean under. Uh, this is another one where just like the Winnipeg-Nashville game, you know, it's five and a half for a reason. When and start, when you start to see totals at five and a half, you start to realize, hey, they're five and a half for a reason. And I find five and a half more often than not, those totals are staying under. You know, you sometimes be tempted and goaded into taking the over when you see a five and a half, but I don't. I wouldn't be in this game. I think it's going to be pretty tight. You know, pretty good goaltending both sides, good defensive battle. Uh, we do have some injuries on both sides. It's Felino, Hall, and now Derek Forbert out for the Bruins on the blue line. But the good news is they've got depth for days, you know, on the back end, Boston. So that's the good news for them. For Minnesota, Felino, Kaprizov, of course. But now you've got Brodine still on IR, Middleton uh, out for them. And uh, so that's a that's also someone that's played pretty good in his own end for the uh, Minnesota uh, Wild this season. So definite concerns right now in terms of, you know, their ability on the back end to hold up depth-wise uh, moving forward. But, you know, in this matchup, I don't know if this is the greatest price to say, yeah, let's fade Boston, but I do have small 
the, the, the classic underdog split bet here with Minnesota draw. So a little, you know, a bit on Minnesota plus 140 and a little on the draw here with the uh, Bruins and the Wild in this game. And, and the draws, again, a very good price, plus 334. Uh, you can find at Pinnacle uh, with that. So that's the way I've played it, and I certainly lean under as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Bruins, Wild. This is a draw game, and this is a great live game as well. And honestly, if you like either side, I would probably say wait in-game, and you can grab either one at plus price. I think this is going to go back and forth. I like this over. But I five and a half, I'm actually going to get a little greedy. I, I'm going to wait and grab this at plus money. I'm going to grab it hopefully plus 115 or plus 120. And this is interesting because we've seen this kind of a spot before with Minnesota. Coming off of a four-game trip out west to play against a, a top-tier team, and that team, when I look back with the Edmonton Oilers back in December, they also were one of two teams that did not stay close to St. Paul. Now, I don't know if that means anything. That's just one of the wrinkles that just kind of happened to, to, to pan out in these two scenarios. But in that game with Edmonton, uh and minnesota it was an odd start time it was a very late tnt game edmonton never got their footing right minnesota kind of controlled the pace it was a 2-1 game that minnesota won so it ended up being low scoring because that's how minnesota was playing at that time boston draws teams in, into offensive battles at times especially if they get things rolling and they get the first goal minnesota does have the horses to compete and kind of keep afloat obviously with no caprizov they can't get into a, uh an absolute barn burner of a track meet but with both teams having issues and, and injuries on the blue line i do think we see goals i think this goes back and forth and i think it goes past 60 minutes so give me the draw uh i'll take the over five and a half for show purposes but i say wait and you be, should be able to grab a bigger plus price in game and uh definitely be looking for some next to score props like i said if you like boston wait you know they should be trailing at some point you can grab them at plus price Minnesota, already a dog, grab them now. Yeah, you did hit on that one thing that does con would concern me if I like the if I were to be on the under in this game. And you're right, cluster injuries on the blue line, cluster absences on the blue line. Oftentimes when I see that, I'm looking over the total because, you know, you've got new D pairs. you got commu communication is such a big part of playing good team defense uh, in the NHL. And all of a sudden you got new partners to work with and you got guys playing more minutes and against better, uh, you know, players on the other side they got to play against because of injuries you know they got to step up and play more minutes and against better players sometimes it's not an easy adjustment and it leads to more goals so that's the one caveat about this game uh, everything else screams under but that's the one thing that does maybe point to the over is the uh the, the issues we've got not only for the wild blue line but you know bruins do have a little bit of a, a couple guys banged up on their blue line as well what do you think here kevin boston minnesota yeah, I, I actually the, the the price I found for Boston on my book here is uh, minus one fifty two on the money line. I, I'm comfortable playing that. I think they're the better team. Uh, Minnesota has been playing pretty well lately. If I look at their last seven games, I look at their schedule. Like the best team they played in the last seven games is is Winnipeg. Um, they played Calgary a couple times, but then they got Vancouver, San Jose, the Coyotes, St. Louis Blues. Um, so they haven't played a top tier team. Yeah, that's a here. sisters of the poor uh, schedule. I will admit that for them. Yeah, no <laughs> so it's doubt. been a couple of weeks since they've they played a, a top tier team here, uh, and, and now you got the Boston Bruins uh, coming in here. So uh, it's going to be a big change of place pace for them here. Um, with with Kaprizov out, I, I just don't know if they can they can stay in the game offensively. 
Uh, so, so for me, that that Boston minus 152 money line, uh, I don't mind that at all. So I'm, I'm playing that. A few props are like Bergeron. They've, they've dropped his, his uh, prop line to 2.5. You know, for the longest time, I've seen that at 3.5 uh, the last couple of seasons. So seeing that at 2.5, I'm going to jump on that. Um, eight of the last 10, he's hit it. It's minus 182. But, yeah, I see a lot of value in that. Uh, McAvoy. Uh, a little better price, uh, minus 130 to hit two shots or over. Uh, seven of the last ten, he's hit that. Uh, and then Hartman for for the Wild. Uh, he's had a little bump up here uh, with Kaprizov being out. His power play time's gone up. Uh, seven of the last ten, he's he's been over that 2.5. And uh, pretty decent payout, minus minus 118. So those, those are my props. And uh, I, I like the like Boston on the money line here. All right, there we go. Uh, good stuff indeed. So, one, you know, you look at this. Too, yeah. Ian, I'm sorry, I'm interrupted. But the one quick thing, too Minnesota, very high scoring home games in these daytime starts. Boston yep. play a lot of day games. So, that's another re- thing I wanted to, to mention when we talk about that over. Yeah, definitely. I think that. So, that, keep that. I noticed that too. You're right. They played a lot of higher scoring games. We'll see. And uh, it's right. That's why it's a clash of over thought process versus under thought process for me in this game. I'm with, I agree with the Hartman prop that to get a point, I've been on the Ryan Hartman to get a point prop a lot as well. I'm on that today and the over shots on goal Uh, for the Bruins. You know, you're actually getting some better prices with their shot, with their player props, because they expect this to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. Uh, You know, obviously uh, Pavel Zaka, Dmitry Orlov, to me, I think are good value. I mean, he's been collecting the points from the blue line for Boston, playing power play, and Zaka, as Jimmy Murphy pointed out, too, on Twitter, uh, yeah, he has been undervalued for a long time. So those are some props that I'm liking here uh, as well. All right, Edmonton and Seattle. Uh, We've got the uh, Oilers and Kraken. Oilers minus 130, uh, road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total in this game. Uh, Seattle, man, I'm starting to worry. I mean, that uh, game, while they did beat San Jose, but man, it was way more difficult than it probably should have been uh, as they ended up winning two to one uh, in overtime over the uh, San Jose Sharks. But it was still a win they desperately needed. They got it. Does that give them confidence back home here against uh, the Edmonton Oilers? I don't really feel strong about either side. I mean, Edmonton's playing well. It was a very good win for them against Dallas Skinner. It was very good in net. The the defense has improved since they got Matias Ekholm. We certainly know how dangerous they are up front. So uh, like what I'm seeing from the Oilers, they do have some injuries. Ryan McLeod uh, out for them uh, for this game. And, you know, he's an effective depth center uh, for this team. He's already ruled out, didn't even travel with the team. Uh, day-to-day for Zach Hyman. Uh, he's missed the last two games. Uh, he was in practice. The fact that he practiced probably gives them him a better shot to maybe return and, and be in the lineup tonight or this afternoon, rather, for the uh, Oilers. Uh, let's see who's in net. Uh, for uh, these two teams, I expect Grubauer for Seattle, uh, Skinner for uh, Edmonton. I, I don't think we're gonna. There's any reason to expect anything different. Um, I mean, Edmonton is definitely in better form. I lean to the Oilers here, um, but I have for some reason I'm, I haven't bet it. Um, you know, for Seattle, you know, it, it's an opportunity for them to build on a on a win they desperately needed, but they got to show they can do it against a good team. I certainly lean Edmonton, but. I don't know. Something about it is going to keep me off. I do like the over. I think I will get in on that a six and a half here in this one. Uh, I'm just waiting to see who's in net. Uh, but I still lean over six and a half simply based on the series history with these two teams. If you look at Edmonton versus Seattle uh, as of late, uh, it's been a very high scoring series history. In fact, since Seattle's been in the league, 
five zero and one to the over. And the scores in those games were 5-2, 4-3, Every game getting to seven goals. Every single Edmonton-Seattle head-to-head game since the Kraken have joined the league has gone over the total and at least seven goals. So it's hard to uh, hard to ignore that. What do you think here, Alex? Oilers-Kraken. Yep, going over, but I'm waiting for a better price in game. Uh, just hoping to grab a minus $1.10 or, or plus money. But uh, like I said, this is just good. feels like it's going to have track meet written all over it. Uh, Seattle, you know, I think at some point they're going to have to say, you know, what, we just have to play fire wagon hockey. I think that's really going to be their only way to kind of get back into the form that they were in, even though they were getting the great goaltending from Jones. We know that's not going to be coming back anytime super soon. Uh, Grubauer has been playing a, a little bit better, but they have to get that offense rolling back. That, that was a lethal offense that we're talking about in November and December, parts of January, and that's kind of uh, been a, a bit unstable. If they can get that rolling with a Edmonton team that we know we, it seems like all their games are track meets now too. They, they've kind of regressed back almost to where they were. It seems like a year ago uh, in, in my mind. I think we just get goals back and forth. I don't even want to deal with the side. Let's take the over. A little pricey. I mean, we're seeing, I'm seeing minus 160 now, but I don't care. We're back on it. Vince Dunn to get a point. Uh, he's been just, uh, it's been insane. This point streak for a Vince Dunn uh, for the uh, Seattle Kraken. It's now reached uh, 11 games, I believe. Yeah, 11 straight games with a point uh, for Vince Dunn. Uh, Vince Dunn shots on goal. That's cashed in uh, four straight games as well. I mean, definitely a good prop game. Uh, McDavid uh, and uh, Nugent Hopkins are on point streaks. Three straight games with a goal for Connor McDavid. Like I said, done on this 11-game point streak. Uh, also, eight of the last 10 games done with an assist. So sprinkle on that prop too. Jared McCann props over two and a half shots. He's averaging over four in the last 10 games. Seven of the last 10, he's gone over two and a half shots to get a point with Jared McCann as well. Uh, Bjorkstrand even for Seattle, seven of the last 10, he's gone over two and a half shots. So uh, that might be a decent uh, shots on goal prop look here uh, as well. Uh, what do you think in this one, Kevin Edmonton, Seattle? Yeah, you're reading off a couple of my notes here, Ian. Uh, Vince Dunn, a guy who's having heck of a season. Uh, he's carrying my one fantasy team right now. Um, but a guy who was not shooting the puck a lot this season and then it's finally started shooting the puck and he's, he's just playing a ton of minutes right now, just on the ice, 25 minutes a game, just playing a ton. Um, as you mentioned, seven, seven of the last 10, he's, he's hit that over uh, five of the last six. Um, so, so I now like him on that over because he's, he's finally shooting the puck and he's, he's playing enough where he's, he's going to get those shots on that. Um, Bjorkstrand, as you, as you mentioned, has not really had the, the best season um, other than like the first first few weeks of the season where he was hitting that over pretty consistently. Uh, since then, his usage just was not that great. He's, he's finally getting in the mix of things. They're using him more. Um, yeah, so four last five, he's, he's hit that over on shots. Um, and pretty decent payout. It's, it's minus 125 uh, to hit over 2.5. Um, seven of the last ten, he, he's hit it. Like I see value in there. He's he's starting to, to feel good about life. He's he's getting used more. Um, so I'm on the over for Bjorkstrand as well. Um, my other two prop plays: uh, Darnell Nurse under 2.5. Uh, you do have to pay a little bit minus 200. Uh, but six of the last seven, he's been under, and he's not getting much power play time right now. They're they're really riding that first unit with with Bouchard there. Uh, so Nurse has not really seen those power play minutes uh, where he's going to get the puck on net. So I'm under uh, Nurse 2.5 on shots. And Evander Kane, anytime I see that line at 2.5 and not 3.5 for him, it's going to spark my interest. Um, 
two of the last four. He's been over since the injury, but those first two games back, he didn't play any power play time. So they're just kind of easing him back in. Last two games, he's been back heavy power play uh, minutes. Um, so I like his price, minus 143 at 2.5. I like that all day long. Very, very comfortable playing that. Uh, and then I just like I like Edmonton uh, on the money line, minus 139. Um, you got a little better better price here posted, minus 130. Uh, even better, uh, just the form they're in. And, and Seattle kind of been a little up and down lately. Um, and then I also like uh, Edmonton over three team goals, uh, minus 167. Uh, there you go. I mean, I, I think of all the weeks Kevin's been with us, I don't know if he's given out more plays and more bets in one game than he just did right there uh, with the Edmonton and the Seattle. That's good stuff. That's Ian like Cameron type of volume. I'd be proud. I'm proud of you, my friend. Yeah. You've arrived. You've yeah, arrived at there. my level. Getting there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of volume I'm proud of. That's a lot of bets. I like it. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Carolina and Philadelphia. Uh, next up. Uh, Hurricanes minus 215, road favorites, six the total in this one. Both teams played last night. Carolina, we know the better team. And if you actually look to not just better team, but if you look at the back-to-back -back records this year uh, for these two teams, it's night and day. Carolina on a second of back-to-back -back games, one of the better teams in the league on a back-to-back, -back, seven and three this year, including three and one off a loss on the second of back-to-back -back games. Philadelphia, how about two and 10 on the second of back-to-back -back games this year? 0 and four when they're off a win the previous night on the second night of back-to-back -back games. So uh, clearly off the win against Buffalo. Does anyone believe that's going to spur a spark here for the Flyers and a win streak? I'm not convinced of it. Uh, Carolina, I think after losing in Toronto last night, uh, chomping at the bit to get back on the board, I think they will uh, here uh, in this game uh, against the uh, Flyers. We saw Carter Hart last night for Philly, and we saw Kochetkov for um, Carolina. I would expect Sandstrom Anderson to be the goaltending matchup here. Sandstrom, the backup right now to Hart uh, for Philly. And, of course, uh, Freddie Anderson, who is likely going to get the nod here for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, in this game. Uh, and it is worth noting, Carolina's dominated six straight wins uh, over Philadelphia. I'm going to double up here. Carolina first period puck line and in regulation for me uh, in this game. Carolina puck line, uh, a pretty decent price here uh, in this one. Uh, it's around uh, minus a half, plus 135. Uh, with that first period puck line and also in regulation minus 138 at pinnacle. So I think it's that spot. Go in, take care of business off a game that won't sit well with the Hurricanes last night. Uh, get the job done against a team you've dominated. Uh, so Carolina first period puck line and regulation. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Canes, Flyers. Yeah, I might even look at Carolina team total over. I think about that uh, when these last, you know, last time these two teams played and it looked like. You know, Kachekov and that, this would be a solid spot. And, you know, Carolina is kind of falling down a little bit. And so that's the thing that worries me about, you know, putting together a full effort. Philly's been kind of, you know, feisty too. Except we saw them last night, uh, you know, kind of going back and forth. They, they're one of those teams now that I think, you know, clearly everything's over. You know, guys are just playing for pride at this point. And I think we could see them be a, a hair bit more competitive against maybe catching a team uh, that, that's good like Carolina napping a bit. So, could be back and forth. Uh, the total kind of scares me a little bit because, like I said, if Carolina is dominating, they could keep it low scoring. But if Philly, like I said, can trade some punches, this could just go over that six. So uh, the way I would look at it with Carolina, just going to go with their team total over. I think they can we can trust on them to score, uh, and, and they should be able to take care of that three and a half assault with a minus a dollar twenty. So I'll go over three and a half. It's the only play I like here. 
All right, there you go. So uh, he's uh, Alex liking Carolina too, but a different approach, which sometimes is the good approach because there's times where the team total hits and the team loses. It's happened. Yeah. Look at Buffalo yeah. against Washington earlier this week. They scored four goals. They lost the game. So it can happen where the team total hits, but the team doesn't win. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin, Hurricanes and Flyers? Yeah, I'm, I'm under six here um, on the game total. Uh, Hurricanes offense, I just – kind of teared off here uh last few weeks uh I, I don't i don't trust them to score enough and and i could see them just scoring a couple and kind of kind of clamping down on the flyers here uh i have one prop this game owen Tippett over 2.5 uh you only have to pay minus 118 to get it yep. and this guy's an animal right now uh nine of the last 10 he's been over and he's just flying over the number like he's He's throwing sevens, eights, nines up there uh, pretty regularly. Um, I was very surprised when I saw this price and even to see the line at 2.5. Um, so that, that, that prop is just too good. I was just going to play just just one in this game, uh, but very surprised at the price. I know I know Hurricanes are a good defensive team, uh, but the way he's just flying over that number and, and consistently hitting it game after game, um, that's that's one of my favorite bets today for sure. All right there. And I agree with it hundred percent. In fact, I was on tip at last night over shots against Buffalo. Uh, and you're right. He's someone to go with right now. Shooting the puck got two goals last night as well uh, against the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, last night in that game. So yeah, Owen Tippett. I mean, I don't love betting a ton of shots on goal player props against Carolina because they just do such a good job keeping the shots on goal against at a minimum. Uh, but he's the one I'd still go with for Philadelphia. I like Ajo on the Carolina side for uh, shots on goal, starting to trend over in the other direction. And I like Marty Natchez in some form, goal prop, point prop. He's just been money uh, this season for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, no question. Uh, all right, we got uh, New Jersey and Florida uh, next up at a uh, – at a. Uh, it, uh, where did New Jersey? Yeah, it's New Jersey, Florida. Uh, some for some reason that game's disappeared from my live odds screen. I can't figure out why, but it it is next in the rotation order. Trust me. Uh, Florida minus one twenty home favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, when you look at the Panthers here, uh, starting to put things together, play better. They were obviously off that crazy game, and I can't stress that enough how crazy it was uh, against Montreal the other night. It was what seven three after the first period. And they ended up winning at nine to five uh, at the end of the night. So uh, Florida, fourteen goals. Uh, we'll see if things calm down here uh, in this uh, game against the uh, Devils. Devils, uh, very disappointing back to back for them at home against Tampa Bay, losing both of those games. They'll look to bounce back. I mean, I think you'll get a good effort from them, but they're kind of not playing as good as I would like right now at the moment. Florida has been a little bit better. Uh, I don't think I'm getting a good enough price on New Jersey. I lean Jersey, but I'm after losing a couple times with them. I'm going to pass. Plus, they play Tampa tomorrow uh, on a back-to-back, the uh, New Jersey Devils. And I could see them really, really wanting that one tomorrow night. In fact, I think if, I hope the Devils lose tonight, and I might back the Devils tomorrow night when they play Tampa because I think you'll get a better price with them. They're really not going to want to lose three games in a, in a week span, uh, again, one week span against Tampa Bay. Uh, and they've actually been better on the road than at home. So I actually prefer to back the Devils uh, on the road more often. But So I do lean Devils here, but I think the better spot and the better price certainly will be tomorrow night in that back-to-back against Tampa. I think they really play a strong, hard, tough game tomorrow night. Not that they won't tonight, but I just prefer the spot tomorrow to back New Jersey 
uh, as opposed to tonight. I certainly lean over, but maybe I'm going to look to get a better price uh, with the live uh, over in this game. What do you think here, uh, Alex, Devils, Panthers? Yeah, it's a pass for me because, like I said, if, they, if it wasn't for the, the Tampa game, Tomorrow night, I would be all over New Jersey at this price. I don't, I don't think uh, New Jersey and Florida are certainly a pick and battle in my eyes. Even with Florida, okay, you know they're they're feeding off the sisters of the poor and you know uh, getting out goals glory against Montreal. But Montreal, as we mentioned, basically has six traffic cones, uh, you know, playing defense, and they got a you know a actual brick wall that's got holes in it for a goaltender. So uh we're talking about two completely different things and, and this would normally be a all over new jersey spot but they might be looking a little bit ahead to the better team that's in the sunshine sunshine state and you can't say really much better because florida and tampa bay both have had their ups and downs of late so uh i think they're just going to be a little bit more focused especially since they played each other earlier this week on tampa this could be a spot where they get tripped up so i want no part of it here but that was really interesting though i don't know why the odds literally disappeared and came back as we were talking about it so I don't know if yeah, there's that, some kind of change being all going on. So if you are going to bet this game, maybe take a look around Twitter or something and find some notes. Something may be up. I don't know. Yeah, the draw does appeal. I might actually sprinkle on that draw. The more I look at it, I've seen, I see four of the last 10 for New Jersey have gone past regulation and three of the last 10 for Florida, but more importantly, two of the last three. So in the shorter term, we've seen Florida play some pretty tight games recently, including at home. So that draw... It's not a bad option here. There's not a bad uh, option for the draw uh, on the card today, uh, for sure. Plus 358, especially at that price. Wow, plus 358. Yeah, that's, a, that's worthy because there's the two teams. Florida needs all the points they can get in New Jersey. They'll be satisfied. They don't care if Florida gets the points. They're in their own race. Right. Florida's exactly. trying to get in. New Jersey's trying to win a division. So, They're not in the same race together. You know, exactly. They're in different parts of the spectrum as far as the standings are concerned. So Florida's not going to be pissed if Jersey gets a point and vice versa. Yeah. So, so that's yeah, great, great candidate for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially when I see plus 358. Got to put a couple bucks on it. Uh, a lot of props I like, but let's get Kevin's uh, thoughts first. Uh, what do you think, Kevin, New Jersey, Florida? Yeah, I like the, I like the game over. Uh, my line was showing seven. That that always scares me off. So I was looking to uh, do the Alex special and uh, kind of wait a little bit and then play the, the live over on, uh, on 6.5 once we get into the game. Um, so I think Florida's games are just, yeah, they, they can score, they give up goals. There's just too much going on. This New Jersey team, uh, they, they can put the puck in the net as well. So I, I like the over, uh, if you can get it at 6.5 or uh, maybe wait a little bit into the game. Uh, if there's no goals, then, then kind of go after it. A couple props I do like. Uh, one I couldn't get on, Verhege was kind of, I've been living off that over shots and Verhege, uh, for a few months now. Um, today, that was not offered for me. Couldn't get on that. Uh, what about El Capitan, Kevin? Sasha Barkov, Alex Barkov for Florida. Eight straight, over two and a half for him. Yeah, so one. since he came back from that uh, that hand injury there, you were you were all over the over, and I said, you know what? Like, I don't know if his hand's going to be 100%. Like, they need him back, and he's definitely not back 100%. He's, he's getting back in the lineup as soon as he can. Uh, but... I don't know if they gave him a ter Terminator hand or what they did to him, but he's he's put the puck on that here. So uh, I got him on the over here, 2.5. Um, yeah, very impressive. Uh, he's, he's carrying the team right now. And then uh, Sam Reinhart, I'm sure you're on this one too, uh, over yep. 2.5. Yep. Uh, the last three straights, he's cruised over it. Uh, seven of the last 10 he's been over and, and pretty good price on him, uh, minus 136. And he's, he's consistently been over. So... Uh, I'm on Barkoff, Reinhardt, and if Verhage is offered, 
Uh, I like that as well. Yeah, you can you don't just stop there. I mean, you can go Ekblad, you can go Montour. You can there's a there's a great shots on goal prop. I think there'll be a lot of shots in this game. Uh, you could go with uh, Heshear for New Jersey, uh, Dougie Hamilton for New Jersey, uh, Jack Hughes for New Jersey. I mean, it's a really good shots on goal prop game, uh, in my opinion. Here, a bunch of Florida guys uh, that are like I mentioned, including Barkov, including uh, Reinhardt. Uh, no question, uh, all worthy. Even Bennett, Bennett, we know has hit the uh, shots on goal prop. Uh, he's been a, he's a little more sporadic with his, but uh, definitely he's gone over uh, to his shots on goal at two and a half a lot since he's been back from his injury for Florida uh, as well. So a lot of good uh, prop options here uh, in this game. Uh, all right, good stuff. Um, before we get to the uh, next game, we'll take our mid-show pause, mid-middle of the card pause. We've got six down and still a seven to go uh, on this uh, loaded uh, NHL slate. Uh, we appreciate everyone joining us on YouTube. Hit the like button. We'll be back with the second half of the Saturday card right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, Use promo code ICEGUYS. You'll get 20% off of every order, and any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys. We go to the Battle of Ontario next up. Toronto Maple Leafs, Ottawa Senators. Toronto minus 135, road favorites, six and a half the total. Back-to-back -back for the Leafs after a win at home against Kakalaki uh, last night. And now they will play the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, rested, but not in good form. Uh, another loss for them, albeit tough loss. They played well, played actually quite well. The effort was great against Colorado, but uh, could not get the job done. They lose 5-4. The problem continues to be the defense and the goaltending. I mean, just giving up too many good chances, too many goals. That's been their issue. Going back to the road trip they had out west, uh, it's been a problem right now for uh, Ottawa. So uh, they're going to have to shore that up. But unfortunately, Talbot and Forsberg aren't coming back in net uh, anytime soon. you got to roll with Mad Sogard. It is confirmed him in net again for the uh, Senators. His numbers are borderline ghastly. Uh, 3.46 goals against average, 8.83 save percentage uh, for the uh, Senators going into this game. Uh, Toronto will start Matt Murray, the former Ottawa Senator. Uh, we often like that type of angle for a goaltender playing his old team, wants to play well. Although Matt Murray has been you know, up and down. He's had some good games. He's had some not-so-good games. He's actually been period-to-period period as well, I find. some you know, One period, he's excellent, and then the next period, he's given up a couple goals. Maybe he should... Uh, stop. So uh, Matt Murray and net uh, Samsonov, by the way, dealing with a minor injury and his wife's about to give birth to their kids. So they decided we're not even bringing you on the trip here to Ottawa. So Samsonov's not even with the team tonight. Joseph Wall uh, will back up Matt Murray tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in this game. So I'm tempted by Ottawa here. I really am. Uh, Ottawa isn't playing well, but this is a classic Toronto 
that beat Carolina last night. And another thing, too, with Toronto is they always have their hands full with Ottawa. Ottawa always plays them tough. So I'm I'm going to take a little small shot with the Sens here, plus 115, plus 120 uh, in this game. And I'm also going to sprinkle on that draw. This is going to be that classic late season Ian Cameron uh, underdog draw split bet. So a little on Ottawa here, plus 120, and a little on the draw, which is a, a really good price here. The draw is upwards of plus 360 uh, at Pinnacle for the draw. So uh, that's the way we're going here with a little draw uh, and um, Ottawa split in this game. Uh, and, a, and a lean to the over for sure at six and a half, uh, just based on uh, – because it's hard not to bet Ottawa games over right now. Uh, they can score still, but, man, having a hard time keeping it out of their net. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Alex, Leafs, Senators? So I like first period, both teams to score. I'm trying to find what that price is. That makes sense. I could definitely yeah. see that. I, yeah. And we, cause we've seen five and two to the first period over uh, in the last seven meetings. Like I said, this, these are two teams that always play each other tough, but not necessarily sure if we're going to be, you know, both teams to score. It, I think we're going to have a close battle early. And then I, I think the Leafs could pull away late, even though this is one of those, like I said, classic spots, Ottawa plays them tough. Uh, you know, but the Leafs had actually played fairly well for the last five meetings. The Leafs had, had won where before it pretty much been all Ottawa. And even with some really bad Ottawa teams against some good Maple Leafs teams, the Sins had have been able to pick up some victories. But Ottawa's form right now, like you said, I think they, they realize that, you know, yes, we are technically, you know, still mathematically alive in the postseason race, but the, the writing's on the wall. They're going to be left out. And I think they're, you know, getting things ready for the future. Like I said, this is an Ottawa team that, you know, I'm not discounting them. I, I still think they had a, a halfway decent season, even if they don't make the playoffs. I would love for them to make the playoffs because I had a DJ Smith ticket to win the Adams Trophy, which he certainly would have been in the race had he got in there. And I had the ticket for them to, to make the playoffs at plus 250. But I, I'm counting those losers in my head already, basically, barring some kind of a miraculous turnaround in the next couple of weeks. So uh, lean with Leafs here. Definitely going to go with that uh, first period, both teams to score. I like that more than the over two. Yeah, that's a good bet. The first period, both teams to score is upwards of plus 150 at some books. So really good price with that. So I'll shop around. I, I'm going to hop on that too. This is definitely a good first period, both teams to score candidate. I think Edmonton, Seattle, actually this afternoon could be one of those games where it's a good candidate as well. The first period, both teams to score, especially given the high scoring nature of that. Uh, series history uh, what do you think here kevin leafs and sends yeah I, I don't like playing the the Leafs very often on a money line just because you know you, you know you never know with them um but this is one of the few times where the centers i just don't think have it right now uh ever since dropping that uh five nothing game against chicago has been kind of it's it's been rough really rough for them right now uh leafs are playing some good hockey and a guy who I'm finally placing a bet on for on the over maybe all year is Austin Matthews, a guy who looks like he's he's finally coming into form here. Um, he's, he's gone four straight over that 4.5 uh, shots mark, uh, and it's, it's paying plus money today, uh, plus 110 on my book for him to be five or more. Uh, and he's, he's starting to put the puck in the net. So uh, this is a team that's been having a great season with, without this guy being at the top of his game. Um, it looks like he's coming in the form here. So I, I like Austin Matthews on the over 4.5 for the plus money. And I also like the Leafs, a rare bet on the Leafs on the money line here. Uh, I just think the, the price is uh, too good too good for them on, on the differences of the, the caliber of the two teams here. Hey, I think form-wise, it's it feels like it's a low, cheap price on Toronto. It does. 
minus 135. I can't argue with that. Toronto's in good form for the most part. I mean, they had their bad game against Buffalo on Monday night at home. But that's also why I think Ottawa could be live, you know, here just because they play Toronto tough. Toronto has these moments where it play down to competition. Happens too much still, in my opinion, with this team. So that's my thinking behind the small shot with Ottawa here and the draw in particular at plus, uh, like I say, plus 360 or so. Really good price uh, with the draw. You're right. So the props I like here in this game, it's, I think the the Senators can score. It's a question of can they keep Toronto off the scoreboard because keeping the puck out has been certainly their difficulty lately uh, for the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, but definitely some props I like. Debrinket's gone over his shots on goal prop for Ottawa uh, in three straight games. Timmy Stutzla on a five-game point streak, and I'm always interested in his shots on goal over. I think that's definitely a, a prop I would be looking at here uh, tonight as well. Uh, for them. Uh, what else have we got? There's uh, also several others here uh, uh, in terms of Drake Batherson actually has gone over his shots in seven of the last 10 and you get better number, better price on that. So I, I don't mind that look as well for uh, Ottawa. You mentioned Matthews. He's been a shooting machine lately. There's no question. Him getting to five shots on goal has been a regular occurrence. And I think he feels like, hey, this I feel his health. And he's talked about this. He feels his hand is no longer a problem. He feels as healthy as he's been. He can shoot the puck better uh, than he has uh, recently. Uh, so, you know, I think, and he's shooting the puck more because I think he's not feeling the pain anymore uh, with the hand, the hand's fine. So uh, definitely I look at this matchup as a game where uh, he could probably hit that five plus shots on goal here uh, against the uh, Ottawa Senators. So it makes sense to look at that prop. All right, next up, we've got Montreal and Tampa Bay. Uh, the uh, Lightning minus 340 home favorite, six and a half the total. I'm just betting over here, uh, keeping it simple. Montreal over until they prove they cannot allow eight goals, not allow nine goals like they have so far this week. Uh, just a monstrosity at the defensive end of the ice. And you would think Marty San Louis at some point is going to hammer it home, play some fucking defense. But, you know, it just hasn't uh, shown up uh, for Montreal at all this week defensively. Jake Allen and Montembeau are a mess right now uh, in net for both of these teams. Or for this, uh, it's not for both, for Montreal. Uh, they have both had a rough week fighting the puck. Allen in particular has been atrocious. I don't know if I've seen a back-to-back games worse for Jake Allen than Colorado and then the Florida game uh, the other night. Uh, just goals that shouldn't go in. Uh, we're going in against them left and right. Um, Tampa Bay certainly should be able to find the back of the net. I worry about complacency, though, back home. Two big wins against New Jersey. Montreal looks too easy. Um but boy, Tampa Bay, with what they have firepower-wise, it's hard not to envision them lighting up Montreal like every team that's played Montreal this week has lit them up. So I think Tampa scores. I think Montreal scores, though, too, because I expect Brian Elliott to be uh, in net tonight for the uh, Montreal Canadiens in this game. And it is confirmed Brian Elliott in net for them. So I think that opens the door for Montreal to get some offense as well. So clear, clear decision for me. Uh, to go over six and a half. Alex, what do you think? Habs lightning. Yeah, it'd be a lean to over six and a half. Um, I just, the yeah, Montreal is just such bad form. And there's no way to even look for, you know, Tampa Bay lightning team total at a, you know, good value. Uh, you know, you're laying a price on four. So uh, it, it's going to be one I'll be watching. Maybe Tampa Bay can dictate the pace and slow things down. Drop these numbers low enough where we can grab some totals uh, at lower numbers in game. That might be what I look for. But other than that, this would be a clear pass for me. I mean, Tampa should put the screws to, to Montreal. Florida score, Diane. I mean, God, Tampa Bay, you know, is feeling ready to play a a full sixty minute effort. Who knows how, how many goals they can get on the, on this Habs team? So uh, it's it's a it's a wait, watch, and and, and react in, in game look for me. 
Yeah, definitely. So uh, a one-one, by the way, Colorado, Detroit. So the overs off to a nice start there. For I gave I gave that out in the chat uh, at five and a half plus a dollar ten. There you go. All right. So whew, you timed that one well. Uh, excellent work, uh, Alex. But uh, with the live over with the wings and the abs here. But yeah, as far as the uh, props go in this game, I'm going back to that Montreal law firm of Anderson and Matheson. Uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. I mean, those two guys have been shots on goal, point props, you name it. They've been the guys for Montreal lately, no question. Uh, and uh, for Tampa Bay, Alex Kalorn. You know, I think he's, like we've talked about in the last couple of games, Alex Kalorn's woken up, for, uh, been waking up from his offensive slumber that he was in much of the season. He's been racking up points lately. I like Kalorn point tonight uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Kevin, what do you think here? Habs, Bolts. Yeah, I'd love to give you a, a different, fresh angle on this game here, but uh, I've got, I'm in the same boat here. I, I like the over. Um, I kind of with a safe route. Just just pulled it to over six. Uh, paid a little bit of extra juice for that uh, minus one forty eight. Um, just don't completely trust the, the Lightning offense altogether. The last last month here, um, I know they they've been able to score some goals against the Devils the last couple of games, uh, but overall the last month they haven't been scoring a ton. Um, so I, I kind of pull it to, to the six instead of 6.5. Um, and then I agree with Alex, just the team, the team total value wasn't there on Tampa, uh, on the line of, of over four there. Um, so I just have the, the way Montreal has been, uh, yeah, they'll give up a ton, but they're scoring a ton. I, I, I expect them to kind of chip in as well. Um, so I like the, uh, the game total of, of over six, pretty simple. There you go. Uh, no props, just the total uh, for Kevin yeah. here with uh, Montreal, Tampa Bay over six and a half. All right, this is your ABC nationally televised Saturday night showcase. Pittsburgh Penguins, New York Rangers, uh, McDonough and Ferraro, and Emily Kaplan, who does a phenomenal job. I don't want to throw uh, forget about her. She's terrific. Uh, we've got the uh, Rangers minus 145 home favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, this is weird because now this is third time in a week for the Penguins versus the uh, Rangers. And you've got P Penguins winning Sunday. Rangers return the favor, win the last game. I'm leaning toward the zigzag theory, if you will, tonight with Pittsburgh a little bit here. At a nice price, too, plus 125. And it's it's not that the Rangers don't need the points, don't want the points, but certainly it's uh, Pittsburgh trying to hold their footing on a, a wild card spot here uh, in this game um, and moving forward. So, I think the Penguins are worth a little shot here. This is another one where I do the Pittsburgh slash draw or the underdog slash draw here, pit and draw a little combination, split it up and uh, with the point, you know, do that the, the usual where I go uh, either half a unit on the, the underdog and the quarter unit on the draw, or I go quarter unit on the dog and point one unit on the, on the draw is usually the way I go about it. And if one of them hits, you're profitable. So, and we talked, we've talked about this theory of mine the last uh, few shows Late season, it makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, plus 125, and a little bit smaller here on the draw. The one thing we've seen with Penguins-Rangers, too, is we've seen a lot of close games head-to-head -head, uh, between the teams. Uh, even the game last time was a 4-2, empty net goal, putting it away for the uh, Rangers. We saw 3-2 in overtime for Pittsburgh before that. We saw 3-2 for Pittsburgh back in December last year in New York. Uh, you know, in the uh, regular season, that is, we saw a lot of close games as well, so uh, with points, you know, that both teams are looking for in this game. I think it's another, another competitive, tight game uh, back and forth. So I'm going to go a little Pittsburgh plus 125 and a little on the draw uh, in this game. And again, another draw price that uh, is pretty appealing 
uh, when you're talking about what you're able to get here uh, on that. So uh, going to go in those two directions here uh, in this uh, ABC televised affair with Penguins Rangers, plus 346, by the way, you can find for the draw on uh, Pinnacle. Uh, Alex, Penguins Rangers. Yeah, Daniel H. in the chat says he's tired of seeing this matchup. I'm tired of seeing this matchup. So you can imagine how tired Pittsburgh and New York must be of seeing each other for the third time uh, in less than a week. And, 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 you know, these are two teams, like I said, that had history uh, with, you know, some, some rough and tough playoff series over the years. And I think this is going to be a fun one. I like the draw here. I think it's going to go back and forth. We should have cashed it in the last meeting. Uh, Rangers had, you know, it was a solid and close battle. And then all of a sudden, a couple of goals late, they pull away to win it. But I think – I think we see OT here, and for a player prop, you know, like I said, I don't dabble in them as much as you guys, but, you know, talk about ABC, national TV, Saturday night, Broadway. The only thing that pops in my head is showtime. So give me Sir Patrick Kane to score a goal. I'm seeing his highest plus 198 right now at FanDuel. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think you're right. I think the spotlight of ABC Saturday night, New York City, yeah, I could see Kane uh, having a big game. I could see the other guy that's the new Ranger having a – wanting to make an impact to Tarasenko uh, in this game. I think a point prop on him is worth a look. You know who I'm going to talk about with Pittsburgh. You know it already. Ricard Raquel, Jason Zucker. All right, these two guys have been terrific. Point prop, goal prop, shots on goal, anything to do with those two Penguins, Raquel, Zucker, I sign off on it. What do you think here, Kevin? What do you sign off on, Kevin? Penguins, Rangers. Yeah, thanks for the, the lead-in with Raquel there. Uh, that's my only prop of the game is uh, that's actually my only bet of the game. Um, this is actually one of my favorite. I'm not tired of seeing this matchup at all. This is one of my favorite matchups of the day. They have been Pittsburgh good games, and, I will yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I just – I like your angle in there, playing playing the price on the Penguins uh, and then the draw. Uh, for me, I just don't know what Pittsburgh team you're going to get. They've just been too too unpredictable. Uh, the Rangers look like they're starting to figure it out. They're, they're starting to uh, kind of find some chemistry um, with, with these new players have added. But that, that Pittsburgh team, you, you never know. You think think they're not going to show up. They show up. And, you, and then when you, when you think they're rolling, then they they, they, they drop a dud here. So uh, I'm staying away from that totally. I just like my one prop uh, on your sign-off there, Raquel, over 2.5. Uh, pretty decent price, minus 125. Seven of the last 10, he's hit it. And if he does miss it, he just misses it by one. So he's he's always right in there. He's always in the mix. Um, he's getting pucks on the net consistently. Uh, so that's that's my one play. But that's it's one of my favorite. Uh, I love to see Showtime Kane show up as well. So Alex, I like that as well. But yeah, this is one of my favorite games to watch uh, today. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, Jari started the game on Thursday with Penguins Rangers. I'd expect to Smith honestly, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, so we're just waiting on that. I actually prefer to Smith right now, honestly. I mean, Jari has not been at his best since returning from that injury. we got to call it like we see it. Hasn't been that same goalie. It really is a shame because he was playing well before his injury. And since he's come back, hasn't been the same goalie for Pittsburgh. He's really had a rough time. So I'm hoping it's to Smith. That's definitely going to be good news for Penguins backers or better news, better hope for them uh, if he is the one uh, in net. All right, Dallas Stars, Calgary Flames. We've got Calgary minus 130, home favorites, six the total. So I ain't laying minus 130 with Calgary off a road trip back home first game. You know, that's definitely not something I'm doing. Uh, you can cross that off the uh, list. We're not doing that here, taking Calgary. And it's, by the way, it's heart palpitations waiting to happen if you take Calgary uh, as well uh, with the way they play. I mean, they just frustrate you. They sh you know, the Calgary sternums just, uh, they put it into the goalie's chest too often. Not enough finish, 40 shots, not enough finish. 
Uh, it's definitely been an issue for them. Um, but do you want to take Dallas? Dallas is off a loss to Vancouver, uh, back-to-back losses to Vancouver and Edmonton. Are they starting to cool off? Remember, we talked about how red hot this offense was. They've certainly been cooled off the last two games, three goals in the last two games combined in those losses to the Oilers and the Canucks. So, you know, are they starting to come back down to earth? I definitely still lean Dallas, though. I, I really do. This is more important for Calgary because they're trying to catch Winnipeg uh, for one of those final playoff spots. But Dallas is still trying to fend off Minnesota, uh, Colorado, and others in their own division for first. So it's not like Dallas is coming in here trying to not get points, especially after two straight losses. So, you know, dare the Flames to win two in a row, Benjamin, is a good point. You know, uh, uh, this has not always been a team that's been able to put win streaks together. They've had a two, they had a two game win streak against Dallas and Minnesota. But, you know, putting together win streaks has been an issue at times for the uh, Flames of late. Uh, Jacob Markstrom already confirmed in net, presuming Ottinger for Dallas, but it hasn't been confirmed. That is the one thing that could get me off Dallas here for sure. It would be uh, Jake Ottinger not being in net, but projected, but hasn't been confirmed yet uh, whether he will be in between the pipes for the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, this is definitely a draw candidate. No question about that. It's just a question of will I sprinkle on Dallas as well uh, in this game. Uh, but I definitely think the draw is live uh, between the Stars and the Flames. Keep in mind, the last time they played in Dallas, we were seconds away from from a draw and and from overtime. And Tyler Toffoli just ripped our hearts out with five seconds left and won it in regulation. And then the game before that in Dallas was a 6-5 game that nearly went to overtime. Uh, last May in Calgary, the last meeting in this building between the two teams, it actually was the playoffs, but we know what it was, game seven, overtime. So, Definitely a live draw, in my opinion, here with the Stars and the Flames tonight. Uh, and again, you're talking about a price that is uh, very appealing, like with most of them, plus 332. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Stars, Flames. Yep. First thing I bet this morning was uh, plus 330 on that draw with uh, Dallas and Calgary. Like I said, those are two teams that always play each other tight and close. Uh, both teams need points, but they're not, like I said, they're not in the same spectrum. Uh, Dallas fighting for a division title. Calgary just trying to make it into the playoffs. So, Great candidate for that. And as far as, like I said, if Ottinger's starting, I'm not going to look at the side. I'm actually going to look at Ottinger's over saves props. Like I said, a lot of easy work and easy shots. And if you're putting it right in, in the middle of his chest, uh, he's going to have a, uh, a pretty good good night from the saves department. So I like Ottinger over saves, just waiting for that confirmation and for that number to pop up. But definitely on this draw here, plus 330. All right, good stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely Ottinger saves, because the one thing you get from Calgary is shot volume. No doubt about that. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Kevin, Stars and Flames? Yeah, I haven't jumped on this draw train with you guys yet, but if I was going to start, this is this seems like the perfect game to start and, and get going on that. Um, yeah, this this Calgary team obviously don't like that price, minus 130, as you mentioned. And as soon as they, they get a sniff of the playoffs and this is, you know, they get on a couple wins, this is where they, they, go, they go and drop a couple and kind of disappoint you. Um, so as a, as a Canadian team, I'm rooting for them to get in, but this is kind of where they go and, uh, you start feeling good about, oh, okay, maybe they're back in the race. And then they, they, they go and, uh, you know, blow a couple here. Um, so for me, I'm staying away from, uh, either side. Uh, I just got my one favorite prop of, uh, probably the last couple of months. Michael Backlund, uh, has slowed up a little bit the last couple of games. Um, but, but he's still done enough here over, you know, the bigger frame of time here to, to convince me to stay on him here uh, over 2.5. You do have to pay a little bit now, minus 190. Um, 
but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here to, to keep kind of chugging away and, and hit that three, three shot mark. Um, so even those couple of games where he did miss it, he was still at two shots. He's, he's still in the mix. Um, and then I'm looking at his last 10 though. He's still hitting four and five quite a bit. Uh, so I still like him to hit his three and, uh, and keep playing the way he has been and throwing the puck on that in the chest. Into the chat, yeah, exactly. This is all we need with the shots on goal yeah. prop. Just hit the goalie. That's all you do. And well, he's got, great he's got, we're great at he's hitting got, the goalie. Yeah, he's got three goals in the last four, so he's been finding those five and six holes there. So. Yeah, him in particular. You're right. We shouldn't uh, be so hard on Backlund, yeah. right? He has been actually scoring for them. But you're right. The majority of these flames, you're right. Just uh, they're good at hitting the goalie. Uh, and that's all you need, obviously, when you're talking shots on goal, uh, player props. I do want to mention a couple for Dallas. Uh, Miro Haskinen's on an incredible point streak, and his point prop's only minus 155 tonight. It's lower than it's been recently, so I don't mind that with Haskinen uh, to get a point. The guy for me still for Dallas, undervalued beyond belief, is Wyatt Johnston. He's plus 120 to get a point tonight. You could even sprinkle plus 360 to get a goal. He's been magnificent. He's just a rookie, too. What a season he's had for Dallas. He's very undervalued still. Uh, for the Stars, uh, Wyatt Johnston, uh, still worth a look as far as the props go. Eight of the last ten, he has a point, and he's like plus money to get a point tonight. Ben is in a good zone, seven of the last ten with a point. Rope Hints, same thing. Pavelski, seven of the last ten with a point uh, for the uh, uh, San, for the uh, Dallas uh, Stars. So keep an eye on that. You mentioned Backlund to Foley. Kadri has gone over his shots in seven of the last ten for Calgary. So definitely some good shots on goal, uh, player prop options. And, yeah, the Ottinger saves as well. I might look at that as well uh, once confirmation is made that he's the starter tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars. All right, next up, we've got Vancouver and L.A. Uh, we've got the uh, Kings minus 190, a home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, I don't have much on this game. This is the one game side in total, not really much. Vancouver's playing tough. I mean, even they finally lost the other night to snap their win streak against Arizona, but competitive in defeat. Uh, Rick Tockett, though, didn't like their effort. He said, we've got a lot of passengers. We'll see if they play better. They're going to need to, obviously, against a very good L.A. Kings team. Uh, we'll see who's in net for the, their respective teams. Todd McClellan's been kind of going back and forth with Copley and Corpusalo lately. So Copley got the start the other night. Uh, so I would assume Corpusalo tonight, but it hasn't been confirmed. Probably Thatcher Demko. Uh, in net for Vancouver. Vancouver has beaten up a little on the blue line. It is worth noting. They've got uh, four, five defensemen out right now. Uh, Bear, Dermott, Ekman, Larson, Pullman, Hronick uh, for the uh, Canucks out uh, for them at the moment. Fiala's day-to-day -day for L.A. Sean Dersey on the blue line day-to-day uh, -day as well. Uh, you know who I'm going to target here, certainly for L.A., and that's, uh, for, first of all, from shots on goal standpoint, Victor Arvidsson has been a man possessed with the shots on goal lately. Uh, for the LA Kings, I definitely think his shots on goal prop uh, worth a look here uh, tonight against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Victor Arvidsson, eight straight games, he's gone over his shots on goal, averaging 5.2 shots per game during that span. Kuzmenko, anything Kuzmenko is worth a look. Talk about red hot, six straight games with a point. Point prop, goal prop on Kuzmenko. Uh, he's been magnificent. Uh, four straight games with a goal for him as well uh, for uh, Vancouver. Uh, Connor Garland, like I say, he's uh, worth a look too on the Vancouver side. Played for Tockett in Arizona. He has a point in three straight games. Gabe Velarde for LA, goal and point props. He's heating up again. So those are the props I like in this one. Um, we'll go to uh, Alex. Uh, what do you think here? Canucks and Kings. Oh, we lost Alex. Uh, Kevin, how about you? Canucks and Kings. Yeah, I like that Arvison uh, shots bet there. That's that's a great find by you. Uh, um, the other one I like too is JT Miller. 
uh, over 2.5. It's plus 100, five of the last six he's hit it. Um, that's a guy who seems to kind of stepped up since, since Taka came in and has been playing a lot better. Um, and I also like the uh, just the, the over in the, in the total game, 6.5. Um, it's one I might live bet a little bit, just kind of do the Alex special, wait a little bit in the game, try and get a better price on it. But these are two two teams that have been scoring scoring goals lately. Uh, Vancouver has been been buzzing that way. They've been putting the puck in the net, and, and so is LA. Uh, so there's two teams that can score. I like that 6.5 on the on the over, um, and then JT Miller and and Arvison on, on the over for my two props. I want to caution people, too, about L.A., and it's why I'm off the game. And look, Vancouver, I think, wants to play better. They didn't love their effort against Arizona. I don't want to say they'll win in their life, but I'd, I'd rather take Vancouver in this spot than L.A. We know L.A. can be prone. You know, they just beat Columbus and the Islanders. They did have that, you know, kind of semi-letdown spot against Nashville uh, early in the week. Uh, they have been good, obviously, 7-1 and one their last eight games. But Vancouver's had an odd little... Uh, dominance over them it, it goes without saying it's been it's strange to see it but yes the Vancouver Canucks have really had their way against LA eight and one in the last nine head-to-head meetings and already earlier this year the teams have played each other actually they played each other just the one time it was back in November uh, which means they're going to play each other a lot between now and the end of the season and Vancouver won four to one at home against LA so just be careful Canucks have actually played the Kings very well uh, the last uh, nine meetings what do you think here Alex Canucks Kings yeah, I played uh, over two in the first period at plus 120. As Kevin mentioned, these are two teams that have been really scoring in Vancouver, 15-4 and four the last 19 that first period over. I think we see a bunch of goals. So I love the first period over and also a lean that full game at six and a half. And I know our good friend who's amazing uh, person, to, uh, amazing contributor and in terms of joining us on the BetCasts on Tuesday night, John Massey pointed this out to me. The first 10 minutes – a goal being scored for Vancouver, but especially when they play on the road, has been incredible. It's like 30-3 and three, uh, on yep. the season. On the road, Vancouver, first goal in the first 10 minutes. Now, it's up to minus 165, minus 170, you know, the price on that. But, man, it's hard to ignore it and not bet it when you see 30-3 and three, uh, being the record uh, for that bet. So uh, that also plays into that over first period that Alex was talking about here, that you obviously have a great chance to get one goal on the board. Uh, in the first period and probably a chance you get at least the two that you need to at least get a push with that uh, with Vancouver LA in the first period over. All right, Chicago, Arizona, just two games left. We're almost there. Uh, Arizona minus 145 home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Crazy as it is to say these teams should be losing. These teams are supposed to suck, but they're not sucking right now. It's really amazing to watch it. Someone's got to lose this game. I mean, these are actually two of the hotter teams in the NHL. I shit you not right now <laughs> going into this game. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe not so much Chicago. I'm going overboard, but I mean, in terms of being competitive, they've been four, three loss to Detroit overtime loss to Florida. They were tied into the final minute with Tampa Bay back-to-back wins against Boston and Nashville, Boston, the best team in the NHL, Nashville battling for playoff uh, positioning. Chicago beats them both. And here's Arizona five and one in their last six games on a five game home winning streak uh, going into this game at Mullet arena. So something's got to give. I would lean Arizona just a little bit because they've been excellent at home, uh, but I don't want to lay a buck 45. And, you know, Chicago's been playing, you know, competitive and sometimes winning hockey lately as well. This is more of a prop game for me, for sure. I like the over. Two teams not going anywhere. I think it could get over the total. That I do like over six here with Chicago and Arizona. And then in the prop department here, uh, there's definitely some options that uh, pique uh, my interest here. 
Arizona, Barrett Hayton, eight of the last 10 with a point. Kraus, seven of the last 10 with a point. Michelli, seven of the last 10 with a point. I like all of those three Coyote players' props tonight in this game. Uh, Phil Kurashev, actually, over seven uh, of his last 10 over shots on goal uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, by the way, if you're interested, you know, we're always late in the season. Keep an eye on these teams not going anywhere to these coaches like Andre Tourney for Arizona and uh, Luke Richardson for Chicago. Do they experiment with their lines a bit? Uh, it looks like we've got Mackenzie Entwistle on the p- number one power play tonight for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. So that's what we're seeing right now. Uh, so I guess they're they're experimenting some stuff. Like, I mean, if you have faith in them to maybe chip in, you could, there's definitely value now if he's going to play number one power play uh, tonight for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. But uh, uh, just pointing that out, that maybe there's value on Entwistle maybe to uh, chip in offensively. I like Seth Jones over shots on goal. Taylor Radish is the number one option for me right now with this uh, Chicago team. Uh, he's been feeling it with uh, an incredible seven points in the last five games, as well as six goals in the last five games for Taylor Radish. So uh, definitely my number one player prop tonight for the Hawks is Radish here for them tonight. What do you think here, Alex? Blackhawks, Coyote? Yeah, there's, there's better games to watch on television tonight. Uh, I have the draw. The, we've seen the draw cash in three of the last. No, you don't games. say. There's better games than this. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right. And that's just, I mean, the, and these two teams, like I said, they should be losing. Uh, each fan base wants them to lose in regulation, and the worst possible outcome would be a three-point game, which is what I think exactly happens here. I think this is. I would also look at that over. Uh, obviously, Arizona gives up shots in bunches. The Hawks. I mean, at the same time, you think about okay, well, the Hawks can get the offense going, but when you talk about McKenzie Entwistle on the power play, I don't know if. How great of a fit he's going to be in that spot. So this this could easily be one of those two, two, or three, three games. We see some goals, but mostly it's going to be a lot of nothing. And this one goes past regulation. So just take the draw at plus two thirty and don't even watch. I'm going to sprinkle a little too on Lucas Reichel anytime goal score. I like the way that kid's yeah, played. If, yeah, if, yeah, if that's one of the guys with legit skill and ability right now up front in the top six for Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that that's probably him and Jones are probably the only two and Radish. Those are those are your three key offensive guys for for Chicago. Everybody else. If they chip in, it's it's a point flip. It's sporadic at best from everyone yeah. else, the rest of the committee, uh, no doubt about it. All right, Kevin, what do you think here, Chicago, Arizona? Yeah, these are the two teams that uh, kind of scare me the most as far as betting against right now. Of all the teams out of the playoffs, uh, Arizona and Chicago are the teams that I'm scared to bet against. Just I don't know how they're finding a way to uh, be competitive, but they're doing it. Um However, I'm going to err on the side of the Coyotes here. I like Coyotes over three for, for minus 118. Um, I, do, I do like the, them to get their their goals. I just trust their offense more in this game. And then uh, Clayton Keller for, for a goal, plus 130. Uh, he's been pretty hot lately. I think he has five in his last last four games here. Um, so he's he's been scoring. And, and against the Chicago team, uh, I like him to put the puck in the net. Um, but, yeah, not, not the most exciting game, but uh, – Two teams that find find a way to be competitive right now, uh, but I, I like the uh, Coyotes' offense a little more. I'll throw one out there too, and shots on goal for Arizona. One of their def- someone's got to shoot the puck from the blue line with Jacob Chikrin and among others gone. And Yusuf Valamaki has been that guy lately for uh, Arizona. He was in Calgary's organization for a bit. Now he's here in the desert. He's gone over his shot prop, which has only been one and a half, but he's gone over it in four straight games uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So. Uh, good look in that direction. I'm with uh, Kevin and his thought process with Keller uh, to find the back of the net. Now, I'm not saying his goal prop price is the best, but 
you know, it's like McKinnon for Colorado. It's not the best with him either, but it's hard not to bet it just because of how red hot the uh, production has been. It's only plus one. It's still not bad. Plus 160 uh, at FanDuel for him to score a goal. And it's uh, two, four, five goals in the last four games, as you mentioned, for Keller. So still probably a good look there in that. Yeah, game. If, it was, right. if it was any other better team, I probably wouldn't like that price. Uh, with it being in Chicago, I, I like him to uh, find his way and get it done. All right. I was hoping we'd keep it uh, close to 90 minutes. We're just above the 90-minute mark, and we've reached our final game. Not bad. Islanders and Sharks. Uh, Islanders minus 190 road favorites. Six the total in this game. Uh, I'm, look, uh, San Jose, this, you know, they're a weird team. They can get romped 6-1 to one and get blown out, get whipped. And then there's games they can, you know, take Seattle to overtime. And if that's the case, we're in trouble here. But I'm definitely going to lean and probably will bet, at least for something small, uh, Islanders in regulation here. I, I do think they're capable of getting this done. It's only minus 114, by the way. A pretty good price on that uh, to win this game against the uh, Sharks. Um, we'll see, especially if it's Cockinen in that. I'm not like Reimer's actually played pretty well late, last, some of his last couple starts. He's played actually better in some of these starts recently than I thought. But uh, David Quinn's been kind of back and forth with the goalies, which means I think it's going to be Capo Cockinen tonight in net, which just hasn't been confirmed yet. Ilya Sorokin projected for the Islanders. You know, I think if the Islanders want to, you know, maintain their hold on one of these two wild cards, you got to get the job done here. Uh, Islanders and regulate, and they did against Anaheim. You know, that's what gives me the confidence they can follow it up tonight here against San Jose. They didn't screw around with Anaheim. It's a team they should have beat. They did, and hopefully they can do so here tonight as, uh, as well. So Islanders and regulation. I'll throw out a prop that I like in this game. Obviously for San Jose, we've talked Barabanov and Eklund as well for us, San Jose. He got a penalty shot goal against Seattle, which now means back-to-back games with a goal for him. William Eklund is undervalued right now for San Jose. Barabanov's been undervalued all season, so I don't mind looks toward those guys as far as props are concerned. But then on the uh, New York Islanders side, here's the one you go with right now. The former Leaf, Pierre Engvall. I'm telling you what, he's got more ice time now with the Islanders. He's making the most of it. Uh, and you see the results of what he's been able to do here since joining this hockey team. He's made an impact. And now they've got Engvall with Nelson and Paul Mary. You know, they've got him up on the second line for this Islanders hockey team. And boy, is he making the, an impact uh, right now. Uh, you know, again, he's on a he was on a Leaf team before that's loaded up front. So he didn't get the top six minutes. He now has a goal in three straight games for the Islanders. Three-game goal streak, four points in the last three games for Pierre Engvall with the uh, New York Islanders. How do you not like his props tonight? You have to, you know, this is exactly what you like to see, especially with a guy that's been recently traded to a new team, increased ice time, increased opportunity. And he's plus three seventy at a lot of books to score a goal tonight. And he's on a three game goal streak for the uh, Islanders. So definitely a Pierre Engvall look. And I'd throw another Islander player out there. Cause he's moving up to the top line tonight. Hudson Fashing, someone I know well, cause he was in the Sabres organization for a bit. Hudson Fashing is playing with Horvat and Anders Lee on the top line tonight. And Hudson Fashing is off a game where he scored a goal against Anaheim. He has three goals as well as four points in the last five games for the New York Islanders. So Hudson Fashing, another prop that stands out for me tonight. And his, his prop to score a goal is plus 610 at a couple of books and even plus 500 at FanDuel. And he's on the top line tonight, plus 500 at FanDuel, plus 610 at CoolBet. Uh, and again, top line with Horvat and Lee tonight for the Islanders. So, wow, there's some really good bargain bins that are on the table here, and I'm picking on them 
uh, here for the New York Islanders. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Final game, Islanders, Sharks. Yeah, I'm right there with you with Islanders and, and regulation, and, and that's about it. I mean, the Sharks have been awful. Yes, they've gone to overtime the last few games, but they're playing Columbus, who we've talked about this season's over, Seattle, which has just been uh, pretty just up and down. And, and, I mean, the Islanders, you know, as far as this team goes, they're, you know, winning games, but their offense is still so schizophrenic. I can't even look at a total with this team. We're seeing the sixes going down to five and a half of some spots. I still want no part of that. Uh, so I just go with the Islanders and, and Reg. They should be able to take care of business. Uh, and if, if they do end up getting into a, a game where this goes past regulation or losing this game, then that, that's a telling sign. And, and you know, the Islanders, this is a game where they should be really geared up and can, you know, trying to continue to earn points, beat these bad teams, and, and solidify your stand in the wild card race. So this would be a really bad loss if they don't win in regulation, in my opinion. Four straight overs for the Islanders, and I will say the last two meetings, Islanders Sharks have gone over. I'll say this if this drops to five and a half, count me in on the over. If it falls to five and a half, I will bet it. Five and a half is too low for San Jose, uh, in my opinion. But six, I'm on the fence. If I see a five and a half pop up, and I think we might because it looks like it might head that way, I'm going to get in on the over as well if it gets down to five and a half with Islanders Sharks. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here, Islanders Sharks? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually under to the six. Um, I just don't trust this Islanders offense. I know they popped off against Anaheim. Uh, I, th I think the Sharks are a little more competitive and not giving up uh, as many goals. I think I think Reimer's been been pretty good lately. Um, other than when they play Pittsburgh, I just don't trust their their offense in general here. Um, so I, I think I I think the Islanders get the job done, but I, I look at it being maybe like a, a three two three one game. Uh, that's my opinion here. I just don't trust that offense, uh, especially with Barzell being out until, until he gets back. I just don't trust him the, the, the score goals. Uh, and then my one prop, as you mentioned, uh, Barabanov four straight, he's been over that 1.5, uh, pretty decent, decent price minus 139. And, uh, I just noticed an uptick in his ice time here since that trade deadline. So, um, I like him on the over and then, uh, yeah. Pretty simple game, just just the two bets for me on this one. All right, there we go. Uh, just a couple bets on this one. Oh, Fanduel is five and a half, says Noel. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'll sprinkle on the over now that it's five and a half there uh, in, at Fanduel, and I do have a Fanduel account, so might jump over there and uh, bet that after the show. All right, good stuff. That's the Saturday card. Thirteen games, a mammoth slate. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Hit the like button. We just gave you over a little over ninety minutes of rock solid analysis, sides, totals, player props. We hit everything uh, in, in all 13 games on the Saturday slate. Hit the like button. We appreciate it. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. Uh, goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, the daily ice guys show, betting card, bonus content, and more. Patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. Also check out the ice guys store. Five days remaining 20% off of everything. We got caps. We got hoodies. We got t-shirts. Somebody found the special hidden uh, gift that's been there all week. It's a green Ice Guy shirt that we have for St. Paddy's Day. Of course, St. Paddy's Day has passed, but still get one now and you'll have it for next year. So check out iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Save 20% off for the next five days. And our next BetCast, next, this Tuesday, March 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Live BetCast, live betting commentary. Alex, me, viewers and listeners of the show. 
Drinking is encouraged. As always, we throw back a few pints. It really is like a bar in a pub. You're sitting there. You're shooting the shit, watching the games unfold. Live bets. It's a lot of fun. Uh, DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to request a spot on the BetCast, and we will send you the link for it this Tuesday, our next Ice Guys live BetCast. And, Kevin, I know you mentioned down the road when you have time you're interested in joining one of these BetCasts. Uh, the door is always open for you. Awesome. Yeah, Tuesday could be the one. There you go. So uh, yeah. you might see Looking Kevin good. at a BetCast either this Tuesday or one in the future. So uh, check it out, BetCast, this Tuesday night. All right, we got best bets to wrap up the show in just a moment right after we hear from our friends at Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back and it's time for... Best bets to wrap up this marathon Saturday like it usually is. Uh, it'll be nice when the playoffs get here. The Saturday shows will actually be uh, half an hour to an hour tops because there's obviously only a few games. So, But we enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's a huge card, but it's only once a week where we have a card this big. Uh, Alex, what do you think here for best bet today? We're heading out to the desert. we got Blackhawks, Coyotes. Probably going to see a lot of red and black in the crowd because there's only, what, about 6,000 seats in that place. But uh <laughs> definitely looking at a uh, what's going to be mostly a boring game. Uh, might see a little bit of offense back and forth, but I think it'll be fairly even and standard, which is what we've seen in three of the last five meetings. Let's go with the draw. Plus 330 on Chicago and Arizona. That's my best bet for this huge Saturday card. There you go. Uh, liking the uh, draw there for best bet for Alex uh, on this Saturday. Uh, Kevin, uh, what do you got for best bet? I got to give you two here. I'm split down the line. Uh, Nino Niederreiter. Over 2.5 shots. He's hit at six of eight on his new team. He's playing on the top line, and you're giving a juicy, juicy price of plus 135. And he's playing his old team too. So I like that one a lot. Other one is Owen Tiffett, over 2.5 on his shots against Carolina. Uh, is playing a tougher team, but he's been flying over that number nine of the last 10. Uh, so for him, I like to get the job done. Good price too, minus 118. 
All right, there we go. That's two shots on goal prop best bets for uh, Kevin Beach here on this Saturday. Need a rider over two and a half shots and tip it uh, over his shots prop as well for the Philadelphia Flyers uh, for Kevin with his best bets. And my best bet for this, I'm, I'm, I was almost tempted to go need a rider for uh, a player prop best bet today. But no, I'm going to go with for a uh, best bet on this uh, slate. There's a lot that I like. Uh, let's see. Let's go with that Montreal Tampa over six and a half minus one twenty five. It cashed with an over last night. Uh, you know, so those have been pretty good for me with best bets lately. Uh, I think it's Canadians lightning. It's Montembeau versus um, Elliott. I think you're going to see goals both ways. Uh, they can talk all they want about shoring it up defensively, but I need to see evidence of it before I believe it. Uh, let's go with the over there. Canadians lightning over six and a half. Minus 120 uh, for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for Alex B. Smith. Our special Saturday guest, Kevin Beach. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 